Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. That stuff seeps into the cracks between the staves and affects the taste of the bourbon. And not only that, but the fact that the barrel is constantly moving on the ship with the waves and the conditions out there on sea... It's hyper-aging it. So it's creating something that tastes like a highly aged bourbon, even though it's only been in the barrel for 10 months to a year, depending on the voyage. Um, so it's really unique, really special kind of bourbon. Very cool. Um, what do we all think of the pairing so far with, with your cigars? Is it going to be kind of interesting because we're all, um, we're all pairing the same drink with six different cigars. I'm not. <laughs> You're not. Oh yeah. I'm not. I'm doing Paul's something completely different. I'm a rebel tonight. Oh. What are you doing? What are you, what are you oh. doing? Oh, yeah. I'm doing the Avion Reserva 44. Wow. All special. Now I want to say that's <laughs> what's in there is the Avion 44. Yes. Yes. yes I'm, I, 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 are you serious? Yes. Yep. Wow. Now, I want to say I, if you've watched the podcast since we started, you may know my. <clears throat> I won't even call aversion it to my aversion to tequila. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so when we did this last year with Talia, um, she helped me to tiptoe into the tequila world. And that on that night, I had to do it with ice. Because, again, I, the last time I drank tequila straight was 30 years ago in Cancun. And that was the start of the worst night of my life. <laughs> so, uh, but tonight, so I really enjoyed the Avion last year and we had it with a kind of a similar cigar it had a san andreas uh wrapper on it uh, a medium full body mm -hmm. and so tonight i'm drinking it straight again so uh i thank you that goes to show you how how in in my eyes how i think this tequila is a very high-end uh very smooth tequila and i want to thank talia for mm. Allowing me to drink it tonight. That is that is a hefty pour there. Yes, it is. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, um, is it all right if I ask the audience here some questions? Ooh, Yvonne's like, no, not me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She's like, Get no, I, I didn't come for this. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll throw. I'll throw. I'll, <laughs> I'll throw out a few uh, softball questions first. You know, how how many of you have have watched or listened to the podcast before? All right, most of you, most of you, have. <laughs> except for Kendra, she's yeah. on it or away from it. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, what? what did you say? The <laughs> <laughs> question, please. Speaking out. Speaking out. The question was. How many of you have listened to or watched the podcast before? Or been on. 
And then yeah, for yeah. How, how many of you are maybe here are just listening to Not Just Blown Smoke for the first time? One. Ooh, Rob. We got a new one. We have a new yeah. listener. Right. Watcher. Maybe. We'll see how the audience retention does next week. <laughs> um, all right. Now, how many of you bought the cigar pack that we were selling to, to smoke tonight? Nice. We made nice. 20, 20 packs of the cigars that we were all going to be smoking here on the show. So if you bought a pack, you have one of the cigars that we're all smoking. And at the end of the podcast, we're going to be uh, drawing um, uh, from a raffle and giving some stuff away based on, you know, and so there were only 20 packs and I think 18 of them sold. So, mm -hmm. you know, th your odds are pretty good that you're going to go away with something. And, uh, but I would like, I would like to know, who chose what out of the pack to smoke on the show with us tonight? Anybody want to share? No, no takers. <laughs> no takers. You smoked your pack already. You bought it last week. <laughs> hey. So Lancero. What are you, 1872? Oh, the Polpetta. Oh. The pulpetta. That's not fair. I'm feeling better with the pulpetta. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so we're saving the goodie bag. Anyone else smoking anything out of the pack? What are you smoking, Tom? Paul's 10th anniversary. All right. All right. Yeah. Another one for Paul's 10th anniversary. Bob, what are you doing? The 724 nice. 113. Yeah, baby. All right. Very good. Anyone else? That's good. Everybody's smoking different stuff right along with us. That's good. Um, here's another question. How, how many of you would maybe like to hear Debris sing Happy Anniversary? To the show. Yeah. 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 Everybody would. Yeah. Hell yeah. Let me drink some water. <laughs> I didn't think throat. that's what you were going to go for. <laughs> Alcohol is bad for the vocal cords. Whatever you say. I'll keep that in mind. All right. On cue. Mm -hmm. mm. Happy anniversary to you. Happy anniversary to you. Happy anniversary to not just blowing smoke. Happy anniversary to you. Yeah. Awesome. Remind me to book three the next time I have my anniversary coming up next year. <laughs> you made Thomas blush. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, this is, this is the time of the show where if you in the audience have questions for us Ooh. about anything, you can walk up to one of these mics and ask about cigars, about any of us personally or whatever or tell us what you think of the show only if it's good 
Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, here oh. we go. <laughs> First of all, I just want to say I'm proud of you guys for having a, such a great show. You've come a long way. We have. It's really uh, turned out to be, you know, quite a thing. And uh, I, I applaud you all for uh, putting in such effort, so much dedication, money, time, everything. You guys have done a great job, and uh, I really appreciate that. Now, you've represented a Twin Smoke Shop in 724 very well. So thank you very much. Well, thank, thank you, Gary. That's high praise. That. Thank you. Thank you, Charles. Yeah, Thanks, Gert. We have, we have gone through, you know, uh, COVID shutdowns. We've gone through people being sick, people leaving, schedule changes. But in all that time, in the two years, to the day that we've done this podcast, we've never missed a week. So that's this is our 104th show, I believe, nice. of continuous podcasting. And yes, I'll readily admit that some of those should be forgotten, but <laughs> uh, we've learned a lot and come a long way. And I'm I'm glad we're here. Yes, we're we all excited about doing it. It's good stuff. It's hard it, to believe it's been two years. Yeah, it is hard yep. to believe it's been two years. You know what else today is the anniversary of? Uh, what day? It is I'm, the 51st anniversary of the first day of Woodstock. <laughs> nice. You would know that day. Awesome information. The 51st for anniversary. <laughs> That's like I remember. I remember watching the special 19th anniversary episode of Caddyshack. <laughs> and leave it to them to like come out with the special 19th anniversary, not the 20th or the 25th, but the 19th. It's like what? The fifty-first. Nobody could stand Chevy Chase for another year. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, are there any other questions you guys want to ask us? Burning questions. Oh. Come up here. Come up here, Tom. Come on down, Tom. Work. He's walking to the mic. <laughs> walking up to the mic there. Spin that wheel. I was hoping you could expand a little on the ocean, uh, Jefferson's Ocean, and the process a little bit more detail. Sure. Um, so that's based. So it's a you know a shark tagging unit. So it's a biological study ship that they have partnered with. So it's people that go out into the Pacific, the Atlantic, everywhere around the world to kind of tag and study sharks. Which is also sort of interesting that that's the kind of expedition that, you know, the bourbon is taking. Um, so when it's on the ship, like I said, it can go various months and there's a tag, which is somewhere, that is on every bottle. There it is. <laughs> that tells you the voyage number. So every time you buy a bottle, it'll give you what number of voyage and it'll tell you everywhere that the ship has been. Um, so this is voyage 23. It was in the Pacific. It went down the Panama Canal. Uh, it was in the West Indies. So it went kind of all over. And the climate really has an impact on the whiskey. So anything in the air, if there's a storm, so say the ship goes through a storm, that you know rages up different environmental conditions, different levels in the atmosphere, different amounts of salt that are getting through. So... Every single batch that goes on these ships, every single voyage is going to be a little bit different. And it's going to have little subtle notes that are unique to that voyage. So it's 
unlike any other bourbon that's on the shelves right now, it's extremely, you know, we're extremely lucky to be able to have something like this in my portfolio that we can all drink together and enjoy, especially with the cigars. So... There'll be no bourbon <laughs> on the ship. That'd be the problem with me too. I'd be like, yeah, let me get a ticket. I got bourbon. There'll be no barrels. Yeah, there'll be no more. No. And well, I also kind of briefly earlier had said the hyper aging. So many people might not know what I mean by hyper aging. So aging, of course, is when you put the liquid inside of the barrel. Well, when a barrel is constantly moving, so it's on the ship, and of course, with the waves and the ocean, it's it's going to be moving. That liquid is constantly in contact with the wood. So if it's sitting, say, in a warehouse somewhere off the distillery, it's it's stagnant, it's stable, which means they need to years and years and years for that bourbon or whiskey or what have you to age thoroughly. But when you're constantly agitating the whiskey, it's hyper-aging it which, you know, constantly touching the wood. So it's darker. I mean, usually if you see something that's aged for just, I'm not sure, they don't tell you, but say 10 months, it shouldn't be that dark. But because mm. of that constant motion, every drop of whiskey is touching the wood at various times. So mm. it's a really unique process. Thank you for that question. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Was there uh, anything else that I didn't touch on that you were curious about? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Please, I'd be on the first ship out. <laughs> so, Dave, how, how is the, the – uh, you're drinking the Jefferson Ocean. Mm. How's it going with the 113? It's going pretty good. Um, I, think, I think it's definitely um, – there's usually like a, a subtle sweetness to the, the 113 to me, mm. and it's kind of muted. I'm getting a lot more, lot more leather and some earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and earth? and some wood. Oh, I thought you said earth. 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 Yes, <laughs> that's a thing. Earth. Earth. Yeah. What are you getting? Yeah. Earth. Earth. Leather <laughs> and some wood notes. Okay. The the ocean is very sweet. Very creamy. So I can I can see it masking some of the sweetness in the cigar. I suppose. Bree, how do you think it's going with your? 1874 Lancero. So normally, um, so this is one of my my favorite like weekly smokes. Um, mm-hmm. Normally, I I have this cigar with a coffee because um, it has a uh, the Nicaraguan Habano wrapper, the Indonesian binder. <laughs> Shut up, Dan. <laughs> um, You've been so, hanging around Pat too long. Nicaraguan. <laughs> <laughs> so you get a. You get a lot of the, um, like, the notes that come out. You get, like, a subtle sweetness with the espresso. So with the mm-hmm. bourbon, um, it's a little different for me. Yeah. I mean, it, it's still enjoyable, but I, I think you I like still with prefer this with the coffee. Mm. Okay. Yeah. No family cabins? No family cabins today. <laughs> Not till the pipe tobacco. <laughs> 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 well, the Tatuaje Regios that I'm smoking, you know, nice, woody, leathery, um, cedar notes on this thing smooth creamy um the sweetness in the and the jefferson ocean is really kind of bringing out more of those um cedar notes for me of the cigar so i'm getting more of that than i normally do uh, but i'm enjoying the pairing very much how's it uh heading up with your perdomo there i think uh, well first of all uh, this cigar is very smooth on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of earthy cocoa notes, nice light spice, and the same on the retrohale. 
uh, with the uh, Avion 44, it's smoothing out even more, uh, bringing out a little bit more of the earthy tones. Uh, <laughs> but on the retro hail, boy, it's ramping it up. That pepper note you get from the Avion, that little zing of pepper, man, it, it's just fantastic with the retro hail. Oh, You're going to have yeah. to start saving your tips so you can bring a bottle of I'm that. I'm going to have to. Just the tip. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be just a tip if you want to bring home that bottle. <laughs> it's about 150 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> not cheap stuff. You're going to leave a little dent in the wallet. Mm. Now, Talia, you are doing the, the Monkey 47 mm -hmm. with yep. that, mm. and that was one of our favorite <laughs> pairings, I think. Yes. Um, about that. How are you enjoying it the second time? Is it just as good as you remember it? Is it better, worse? Absolutely. Just as good. I mean, this... Gin is really complex. I mean, there's a lot of flavors with it. Yeah. And when I drink it alone, I get much more of the spicy notes. So all mm -hmm. those Indian spices that are in there, I get that very heavily when I drink it by itself. But when I pair it with the cigar, I get like right off the bat more citrus, which I love. Mm -hmm. So this cigar somehow like brings out that citrusy, like lighter, brighter quality in the gin. And then the spice is more of just like an after flavor on the palate. So I think I remember smoking this with you before when we were testing it out before and the you show. Were like, and I was oh like, my. oh my gosh, like, <laughs> this is incredible. You know, something about this cigar just makes this gin sing even more than it does on its own. Mm, I totally agree. That's a fantastic pairing. Mm -hmm. um, Nick, what about you? Are you almost done with your cigar and drink? Almost, yes. It's been I'm gonna need 20 a, minutes, so I'm, I'm thinking you're almost Get done. a refill and another two sips here. <laughs> um, it's going really well with the with the Bayes Arts as Maduro. Getting a lot of chocolate notes on the cigar, really smooth on the retrohale. Um, no pepper on the retrohale, nice and creamy. And then with the Jefferson's, I get like a nice, deep caramel sweetness in there that's bringing a lot of uh, chocolate notes out in the cigar. Mm. Really nice. I get a little saltiness in there, too, with the Jeffersons, mm. and it's a quick finish. It's not long. Some bourbons, uh, 100, 120 proof, you get a long finish, and you kind of have to wait to let it settle on your palate a little bit. Um, with this one, it's really quick. You get the nice taste of the caramel with the little salt, the sweetness, and it's quick. You can go to your cigar, and you can enjoy it. Yeah. What's the proof on this, Talia? I believe it's 92. Yeah. 92. Uh -huh. So it's not... It's not it's so not 80. much over. Yeah. yeah. It's right in my ballpark for a morning mm -hmm. drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. 80 to 90 proof for the yeah. uh, pre 10 a.m. Labe. You know, 8, 8 30. Just when, the, you know, just when the sun is breaking the leaves, you know. <laughs> you know that's what you, that's what people, you want. Yeah, some people have caffeine, you have alcohol. <laughs> hey. You know, pre workout. It works, it works yeah. for me. It's my pre workout. It's, oh, no. My pre workout. It's post workout. It's my always post workout. Post workout My drink. Pre post workout. <laughs> that makes sense, but yeah, it's always it's always after the workout. Feels good after the workout. Relaxes the muscles a bit. You know. I bet it does. I'll, I'll take your word for it. Better than biofreeze. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need a biofreeze when yeah. you got some good bourbon in the morning. Well, that's true. Set your day straight. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm still, you know, watching you guys, you know, and going to the gym and exercising and doing all this. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> all you're talking about is like how you hurt your peck or how your knee went or whatever. You know, my wife's knees, you know, she skied, big skier for a number of years. Now her knees need replaced. One's already been replaced. The, the other one just broke. 
couple Ooh, weeks yeah. ago. Oh. She's in a uh, knee brace, you know, a mobilized knee brace for 12 weeks. Mm. Ugh. That's tough. But it's like, you know, so I'm looking around going, you know, I'm not seeing all this exercise and getting any kind of reason to give up my sedentary <laughs> lifestyle. It's, all I see is you people getting hurt, you know? At least if I have a heart attack, I'll be sitting down already. <laughs> or standing up at a register. Or standing up at a register. But, you know, it's a shorter, shorter drop there. That's true. You know? But, uh, geez. Now, that, that brings up the question, you know, how many of you guys are into the whole exercise thing? Do you, do you go to the gym, Bree? So believe it or not, I don't go to the gym, but I like to go biking, longboarding. I love you even more. <laughs> you don't go to the gym. I, I, I prefer the natural routes to exercising. So I go for, like, hikes. <laughs> I go for bike rides. I mm -hmm. go longboarding, um, Long which I, I shocked, I shocked um, Sean and Nick the other day. Because I, I opted to take my longboard across the road to the gas station to get oh lunch. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. She came back, and I was in the parking Yeah, it hurts like you did. <laughs> I had it in the trunk of my car, so I whip it out, and I come back, and Nick and Sean are standing there like. <laughs> she comes in the back parking lot, and I get out of my car. I'm like, what I is happening my right now? Like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> oh my goodness dave do you go to the gym uh um only if it's on xbox <laughs> oh so, so you're one of you're one of those you know like you, you play the guitar game or whatever yep. it is or we i really you strong a wee thumbs. person you no. have strong thumbs no strong thumbs they yeah. look like they're twitching they're ready. They're anxious. Yeah. Now, <laughs> any any of you out there, you, you all go to the gym? No. You know how many people I know go to the gym and now their rotator cuff needs replaced? <laughs> I've had like six, six, including an employee at Twins. Oh, geez. And then six, you know, uh, different customers, all in their, and they're all boasting about it. Oh, my rotator. Oh, yeah, I need it fixed. need it replaced. To be fair, I I'm have. I'm keeping my rotator cuff for as long as I possibly can. <laughs> That's her improper yeah. movement. That's when you when you need surgery and you get hurt. It's from improper movement or doing heavy weight uh, that you're not your supposed body, to be your doing. Your body wasn't meant to be doing like 400 pound deadlifts all the time. <laughs> Although I I do have to admit, my daughter Maggie, um, this, this time this time story. last year she was she was doing the um, oh what's that big gym thing called? Everybody's all hyped up about it. CrossFit. CrossFit. Uh, yes, yeah. and my wife took this film of her doing a a, um, a deadlift of 205 pounds and at the time she was 16 and you know you, you can just see her up there and kind of putting her hands you know on the on the bar and thinking uh, and then just and lifted up 200 pounds like all she more than she weighed at the time and it was just like that is awesome but uh, she she gave that up soon after that she was, she was done. Mm. She was done. Reminds me, I have to cancel my Planet Fitness membership. Oh, you have to cancel it. Why do you have to cancel it? I've had just, it for two years. I've gone twice, and they charge me every month. Just <laughs> yep. bring your just bring your longboard and put it on a treadmill. <laughs> That's it. You can get you can get, you can get a workout right there. They make there. it impossible to cancel. 
I hate that. You have to like go in with like a shotgun. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> now we have somebody else kind of hiding behind the panel. Pat. Hey, Pat. Pop in, Pat. <laughs> Pat's shadowing Dave. You know, this is one of the things we we realized that uh, uh, the show completely depends on Dave. If if Dave dies or decides God to, forbid. you know, go somewhere and make pancakes for a living, we're sunk. So uh, we have Pat kind of shadowing Dave so that we have a backup. And uh, Pat, Pat, I want to ask you: do, do you go to the gym? <sighs> No. You can you can speak that. Yeah, I go to the gym. I have, <laughs> I have like a little home set up because of COVID, so I just didn't go to the gym anymore. Canceled the membership and just got my own little things. So. Aren't you no. a personal trainer? Passively, not passive. Passively, you're a passive personal no, I trainer. People I help out, you know. <laughs> so what's that? What's that new gym set called where you do it video? The Peloton. 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 Peloton yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Are you making those videos, Pat? <laughs> Not yet. For That's people next. like Bree. Come on, Bree. You can do it. <laughs> I heard that was a cult. Is a cult? Probably is. <laughs> <Probably. laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Just, just one more reason not to exercise. <laughs> you avoid cults that way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, there have been an, a few things that have been coming out on uh, the streaming uh, services this week that I've been really excited about. Uh, Titans season three. I don't know if any of you watched Titans. That's really I watched Attack yet. on Titan. Uh, and um, uh, Winona Earp season four came out on Netflix. I don't know if any of you have watched one on our, but if you're looking for something that's like mindless humor with a little bit of action, a little bit of horror to it, a little bit of comedy, Winona Earp. Oh, it's hilarious. Great show. But like, you know, with all of the, you know, one of the things that, that has, I think, been one of the big effects of COVID is that everybody's been watching their streaming stuff at home because you can't go to the movies or, you know, yeah. and... I think a lot of people are realizing, you know, like right now on um, <clears throat> if you have HBO, Warner Brothers movies come out the day they come out in the theater on the streaming service. Right. So why go to the movies when you could sit at the home and make your popcorn for 25 cents instead of paying $18 <laughs> for, you know, a thing and enjoy the comfort of your own home? But, uh, you know, we've all watched everything. And so I'm always on the lookout for new stuff. So what are some of the things that you've been watching on these streaming platforms or something that you think is good? What? <laughs> <laughs> People in the audience can respond too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Anything? Any, no, none anything? of you watch TV or anything? I watch a lot of anime. Anime? Mm hmm yeah. What? You're not going to admit it? What are you, you on the uh, Hallmark Channel or something? Is that, is that what you're saying? Oh, the British yes. cooking show. Those are fun. Come on now. Those are fun. Yeah. Great British Bake Off. My yeah. wife is really into the British cop shows. Mm -hmm. 
The British cop show. She's watched. She's watched all of them. They must be dull. Yeah. See, I'm a true crime horror person. Mm. You're a true crime yeah, horror person. So what? What? Well, what? What kind of shows are you into? Lately, most of my true crime's been on YouTube, but horror. I've been watching the new American Horror Stories anthology. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, they got a double to get... feature coming out soon. Yeah, I heard. Did I'm you excited. watch Hunter? Hunters? Hunter, Hunter, Hunters. I'm in the first season, so I'm catching up on a lot of animes right now. <laughs> Hunter, Hunter, Attack on Titan, Demon Slayer, Sao. Nerding out. I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, when it comes to anime, Paul is completely lost. I'm clueless. I don't, I, I don't have an interest. I'm sorry. No, me either. You know? I'm the same. Is that like some oh. kind of cinema? No offense, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Go from cartoons to slaughter. Yep. Nick, what about you? Um, catching up on Loki. Mm. Mm. Great show. Uh, I rewatched. Um, uh, what was it? Well, I'm big on anime too, probably bigger than Brie because I've mm-hmm. I've sent some shows her way. So, yep. redid all of Sao, which is Sword Art mm-hmm. Online, which is anime. Hunter Hunter, yes. um, Afro Samurai, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Yep, uh, which stars Samuel Jackson. Yep, mm-hmm. Afro Samurai is amazing, absolutely amazing. Afro Samurai, can confirm. Afro Samurai, man. <laughs> Voiced by Samuel Jackson. Yeah, it yeah. is absolutely amazing. Can't forget about Samurai Jack either. Samurai Jack. <laughs> Samurai that, Jack. That's... Not voiced by Samuel Jackson, but no. No. that's a good one. Um, but a lot of anime, it is, which he does like, what, 52 different voices through cartoons and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Was it Lamar something? I don't know. Getting off topic. But that, uh, I love documentaries. I just watched one by... Um, for John DeLorean. So that one's really good. Um, just just going crazy. Netflix, Plex, Plex, Plex Hulu. Yes. Plex. 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 Plex, Hulu. Plex. Just going across the board. HBO, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Just trying to hit anything that matters, I suppose. Talia? I mean, matters is objective. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I've actually, I've actually been um, reading TV. a hell of a lot more. Reading a hell yeah. of a lot. Yeah, I don't know any of these new shows or anything. Neither do I. I don't. Yeah, I do a lot of reading. If I do turn on like the streaming sites and stuff, it's all background noise, like old mm. TV shows I've seen a million times, like Seinfeld or whatever, and I can just put on while I'm cooking or something. <laughs> Or old movies. Like, I just watched Major Pain the other day. I was like, Major yes. Pain. <laughs> oh, classic. Classic. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> um, but I've, I've more been reading. I've been flying. I mean, God, I order like five books off Amazon. I'm done in like two weeks. My husband's like, okay, we need to buy a house to give you a library. Like, so what, what, what books? What um, kind of books? <laughs> you have a library? <laughs> um, I like... I like comedy, horror, so like Stephen yes. King is a big mm-hmm. one that I like. Um, fantasy. I actually got into this. She's only written two books so far, but I, they're incredible. It's this Erin Mortensen, so she's like a new author on the scene. She's got this book, The Night Circus and The Starless Sea. So those are two books that I just like, I couldn't put down. Mm. And they're kind of fantasy-esque um, like weird, they're really cool. Should read the Belgariad by David Eddings. 
like that. That's a favorite of mine. Okay. I I yeah. Any book recommendations? Send them I um. <laughs> Danny know, has two books out. I have three oh, books. Yeah. Three books. I have three books out. Wow. Um, Talia, if you get a library, I'm buying a share in it because I'm running out of space on my bookshelf. Yes, <laughs> I'm like just stacking. Books I keep buying now. books, and I'm like, mm. I can't. I know. See, I've been. I I enjoy reading too. Uh, you know, but I've been I've been doing a lot of audiobooks in the car. Yeah. You know, to kind of redeem the time. So instead of just kind of listening to talk radio or the news or music over and over and over again, I'll mm -hmm. I'll, I'll listen to books. And to kind of piggyback on what Dave said, you know, one of my favorite fantasy series as a as a kid was the Belgariad and the and the the sequel to that, the Malorian. Each of those is a five book series by uh, David Eddings and um, the guy who reads the books just does a fantastic job. You just get lost in it. It's, it's really good stuff. And one thing about his books, he, he's got the whole guy gal relationship thing, like pegged <laughs> the women think and talk like women and the guys are always confused and vice versa. It's re it's really, it's really good. Mm -hmm. If you want to figure out a little, read the Belgariad. You'll get some good life tips. Yep, <laughs> it's true because the uh, it was actually co-authored, but it wasn't mentioned by his wife, and she she helped write the female characters. So it's really like when you when you read it, it it really does feel like when you're reading a um, you know a female's line or a male line, it it fits, and it's just it's it makes it even more I guess you could say believable or helps you dive into it. It's yeah. awesome. Very, very good stuff. So if you like fantasy, The Belgariad mm. by David Eddings, it's a five-book series. Really, really good. It's, um, it's start, the main character in the, in the series is this uh, kid named Garion, and it starts, you meet him when he's like nine years old, and the story is told from his point of view at nine years old. So if he isn't present, you don't, you know, you have to kind of guess what's going on. But as he grows up, his viewpoint grows up and his thought process grows up. So you kind of really grow up with this kid through this series of adventures. And it's it's really, really good stuff. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Very good stuff. Good. Um, now, we're coming up on the end of the first half here. Ooh. What do you all think of the cigars that you're smoking and the, the pairing here? Well, first of all, I think this is an absolutely fantastic pairing. Uh, this is you know uh, that's tequila, right? Uh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. It's fantastic. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I want to thank Talia for setting me straight. Yeah. On the Avion Reserva Forty Four, mm. again, no cube tonight, straight up. Mm. Nice. Uh, with the Perdomo, uh, again, it's smoothed it out even more. Uh, now that I'm getting down to probably the last third, uh, again, I'm picking up a lot of that earthy cocoa tones it's it's the sweetness is subdued a little bit but the retrohale boy it's fantastic it really is it just that pepper note from the avion that little zing is just ramping it up very good very good nick what about yourself it's fantastic actually it's excellent <laughs> um very municipal yeah, very, very municipal <laughs> very municipal um it's great cigar that's why i'm smoking it um with the bourbon <laughs> 
with the bourbon, it's I it, buy hundreds of these all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's one of it's one of my go tos in in the selection. So for me, it's yeah. it's a no brainer. But with yeah. the Jeffersons, it bringing out bringing out a lot of character of the cigar. You get a lot of chocolate note, the sweet caramel, salty note that you get off the bourbon. Mm, it's caramel toffee. Caramel toffee. Mm, that's salty caramel. It's like the icing on the cake for me. It's absolutely a match made in heaven. Talia, are you still happy? Absolutely. I mean, look, I don't usually smoke them this fast. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Definitely that was a pairing know. that made you want to smoke the cigar. Yeah. And well, then remember take I, a drink yeah, when and you, then get yep, back to the cigar. Yep. You asked that, me what was my favorite one. I was like, all right, we're doing this. Yeah. Very <laughs> this good. what I want to smoke. Threeness. Debris. Yeah. I'm still standing by what I said. Um, so really? both, both I of these. I think you're sitting. Both of these cigar, like the cigar and this whiskey, yes. they're both very um, yes. mild. Mild. So yes, I'm honestly not enjoying this as much as I would with the coffee. And I think I'm biased because this is, like I said, one of my kind of everyday smokes. Mm. So um, this 1874 is kind of like a medium bodied cigar disguised as a mild cigar. So it's very easy to smoke. It goes really fast. And I'm finding I've been puffing on this more than I've been sipping my bourbon only okay. because I'm used to the complimentary taste that I get from coffee when yeah. I smoke the cigar. And the bourbon's almost overpowering the flavors that I usually get from this. Okay. So this is usually a very... Um, you know, rich cigar for me. Mm. I usually get like a lot of espresso, a little bit of chocolate mixing with cedar. And now I'm not really getting as much of that. I'm getting a lot of this bourbon is very smooth and mm -hmm. it has like a lot of caramel notes and like a little bit of oak, but it almost overpowers the cigar to a point. So it's, it's an enjoyable pairing, but it's almost too complimentary. If that makes sense. Okay. They're, they're, yep. too they're too similar. Yep. Yep. So mm. that, that's, that's a thing. Yeah. Cool. That's Dave. Okay. Um, I'm still not getting much of the sweetness I usually get from the cigar, but it has been replaced by like the subtle draw of cocoa, mm -hmm. which is really cool. Uh, but still a lot of earth and uh, leather and some wood. Yep. But the pairing is very nice. Not yeah. my favorite pairing with the cigar, but it is very nice. Yeah. The Regios here, you know, lots of wood, cedar, leather notes, like I had said before. Um, I think there's a little bit of a, uh, uh, sweetness it's usually in here that i think is masked by the um uh jeffersons um i think it's a good pairing i don't think it's a great pairing mm -hmm. with this cigar which is what i hear Same you boat. saying yeah. too it's it's not bad but it's not great either mm -hmm. it's not it's not memorable. all right now we're gonna take like a literally a two and a half minute break <laughs> and when we come back we're going to be smoking pipes does that mean you're all leaving? <laughs> no. Okay, good. About 50-50. Right. So hang in there. There's more questions, more stuff planned for the second half of the show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. God. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. Hello. We are back now. Get the, and, get um, the man some avion. We are switching to the pipe tobacco here. We're passing drinks around still. And What is that? Talia, can you pass me the the um, pipe tobacco from down there? Oh yeah. We are. Oh, look at that. Here, Dan. Gorgeous stuff. I'll take, I'll take a little. We are smoking this. We are smoking Cornell and Deal's Sunbear Black Locust. This is their latest small batch release, and uh, let me tell you what it says on the tin here. It says. 
A blend of the finest bright and red Virginia, balanced by 2014 Bosma and 2013 Izmir Orientals. Sunbear Black Locust commends itself with subtle notes of raw, ethically sourced, oh. single farm honey she wants one. from the 2020 Black Locust pollination okay. in Maryland. A variety prized for its small yields, extremely light color, and delicate yeah. sweetness. Combined with a whisper of silver tequila and elderflower, the natural black locust honey complements these especially selected varietal tobaccos, elevating their fruity and floral notes for a bright, refreshing character and a creamy, rounded finish. Great. Thank you. And all of that is crammed onto the back of this little tin. So I typed it into my computer so I could actually read it. All right. So this is manufactured by well, Cornell and Deal. It's a uh, Virginia Oriental blend, um, and that's what's in it: Virginias and the Orientals, specifically the Izmir and Bosma, um, honey, silver tequila, and elderflower. And it is a flake. And um, we are pairing the Avion Forty Four tequila with this, which I think is going to be really, really good because tequila is one of the things things that is added to this blend. And uh, something to to note here that Cornell and Deal is is really wanting to get across. This isn't an aromatic kind of pipe tobacco. It's not meant to be, you know, a really overtly um, honey kind of tobacco the honey and the tequila and elderflower are there kind of more in the background to bring out what's in the tobacco than to really promote the liquors as we might say so uh but we are going to have it with the uh, avion 44 which is mm, dreamy <laughs> dreamy and um i would like to know what people's experience of the pipe tobacco and pairing are so far paul what are you getting from this so this is a to me it's a very mild tobacco um getting just very light sweetness i'm mm -hmm. picking up a cocoa note from this mm -hmm. i don't know if that's mm -hmm. anyone else is picking that up too but yep. um it's, it's very smooth i think the retro hill is extremely smooth with nice spice on that as well mm -hmm. let's try it out with the avion And and it's out. <laughs> mm. I get a lot of um, fruit and hay and maybe some rye kind of bread notes from yeah. the Virginia's yeah, there. The, yeah, the rye I can absolutely. With the Avion, it's, it's bringing out that rye mm -hmm. note now. Yep. And uh, the Bosma and Izmir have that nice floral note, a little bit of sweet and sour, a bit of a citrusy kind of spice to it um the honey's there I, you can you know the honey's there but it's not in an overt way for me and um you know the tequila uh, and elderflower i don't really taste those individually i think they're they're really just bringing out the natural sweetness and citrus and spice notes of the tobaccos um, there is you know i i will say though a light kind of honey finish along with fruit and wood and a little bit of grass. Mm -hmm. Anyone else jiving with that? I'm jiving. Yep. 
I'm jiving with everything except the cocoa. I'm waiting to get it. I got a little cocoa because I hadn't sipped tequila yet. I only, mm-hmm. um, I when I lit up the tobacco, um, and I think this is one of the few, like nine times out of ten when I light up a pipe tobacco, I mm-hmm. get intense spice right off the first light. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, I only got that very, very, very mild pepper. Mm. Um, I did get that cocoa note, that sweetness on the palate, um, and then it kind of faded into like a fruity smoothness. And then mm-hmm. I saw the honey more so after sipping the tequila. Mm. Mm-hmm. Nick, what are you getting in your uh, extremely huge church warden? <laughs> church warden. Fortune church warden. 20. Love this thing. Um, I'm, so I'm getting all of that floral notes. I'm getting a little bit of that, that honey right at the end. But right after that. I'm getting a little bit of that cocoa note, just slightly, very, very slightly, just right, right at the end. So slightly, very so slightly, slightly, so slightly, 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 yes, just a little bit, right at the end. Mm-hmm. Right <laughs> at the end. Paul, do you have anything? Uh, yeah, at, at, with, with the because the Aviat is bringing out a lot more of spice with me now. Mm-hmm. So still getting the cocoa, uh, that nice light fruit note, but the spice now is definitely ramped up. Okay. Do you guys think the um, tequila here is ramping up the spice a little bit for you? Or are you getting ramped up spice? I feel like the, the spice is more so coming out just like from the tobacco itself. I feel like the tequila... Um, because I've had Avion on its own before. Like I had, I had a bottle of it last year for my birthday, um, and it, it birthday always, yeah, yeah, it was a great, <laughs> it was a great birthday present. Um, it's always come off as like a bolder tequila to me. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, with this pipe tobacco, um, it feels very mild, very smooth. It almost feels like I could be sipping like straight honey water, mm. um, with like a little straight bit of oak. honey water with straight oak. honey water with oak. That's the this is that's what the tequila is making you think of now is with this honey, pipe tobacco. With the pipe tobacco, mm-hmm. you feel like you're drinking honey water. Isn't yes. that mead? I mean, you're not wrong. Right? No. <laughs> right? Honey yeah. looking honey yeah. water. But no, but no cabin right? in the woods. Okay, cool. Not today. Not it's not today. fall no. yet. <laughs> no Thank you, Adam. Appreciate that. Just wait for fall. This reminds she me a... of my grandfather's washroom. <laughs> La- lady in the brown <laughs> shirt. You got a question here. Orange. orange shirt. Sorry, colorblind. Yes, <laughs> yes. Come on up and speak into the mic so we can hear you, Miss Beer. <laughs> uh, so I have a question. I, I'm brand new to cigars. Mm-hmm. Like brand new, like one year. Yeah. Actually, did the mic. Oh. This close. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Um, so my question is: I see a lot of different shapes of pipes, like from Gandalf over there to like little whistles. <laughs> so I'm wondering: does the shape and length affect the flavor because you all have very different shapes and i'm wondering if the reason you're getting all these notes is because of the shape it can that, be yes very that, good question that is a great question and the answer is probably <laughs> probably <laughs> not a great answer <laughs> the, the you know you know one of the the just like just like the what well, all these pipes are briar so it's all the same kind of wood um, but that's a good. That's another thing to consider too. Um, but just like the uh, ring gauge and length of your cigar and the shape of the cigar, whether it's a, a 
you know, just a regular normal shaped cigar, whether it's a Perfecto or some shape, uh, is going to affect how a blend of tobacco is perceived. The geometry of the bowl, the length of the stem uh, is going to affect that as well. A shorter stem, the, the smoke is going to be warmer for me, which means I'm going to taste things in a little bit of a different way than, say, Nick, who's, uh, you know, it's, it's the, pipe, the pipe stem being about a foot long. The smoke is going to cool before it gets to his mouth. So he's going to taste things a little bit differently because of the temperature, the, because of the temperature change. <clears throat> um, if you're having a concave bowl, a narrow bowl versus a wide bowl, yeah, that'll all change how you experience the tobacco. And, um, <clears throat> you know, it's one of the interesting things. It's one of the reasons people who are into pipes end up collecting um different kinds of pipes because you realize one type of shape smokes a particular blend really well so on that note dan um do you know if there are different pipe tobacco brands that recommend a specific type of pipe or is that more so left up to the user to kind of determine it's more left up to the user but there's there's general agreement about particular things for instance if, if you're smoking a you know, Virginias tend to um, work better in long, narrow bowls. Um, English blends that have a lot of Latakia in them uh, tend to work better with wider, shallower bowls. Um, so, you know, now this this particular pipe I have is is you know the um, basically the bowl shape might be. Uh, uh, the type of shape of the of the pipe is called an author, but it's like a pot in there. It's kind of straight and then kind of ends at the bottom. It doesn't, you know, concave or anything like that or bow out in the middle. Um, it's just a straight down thing. And so that's, that's pretty good for Virginia-like blends like this. Um, Paul's is also really good for that. Talia's uh, corn cappy <laughs> there is also very good. It's good for all. Hey, Popeye. <laughs> um, she loves her spinach. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> but that's a really good question. So, you know, you can, you can, I've, I've actually found, I've actually found certain pipes smoke cer certain blends so well that that pipe ends up becoming that blends pipe. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I, I, you all know if you've watched the show before. You want know, to talk about GLPs, Cumberland a lot. I've been smoking mm -hmm. that since it came out around 2000. I have a little Devil Ants pipe that is, you know, about like that, and it smokes that tobacco so well. I almost don't smoke anything else in that pipe because it just brings out what I want from that tobacco so well that I just, I save it for that. That's my Cumberland pipe. Yeah. I'm Tom, like that Tom with had a question. question. Yes, Tom. <coughs> Come to the mic, Tom, if you can still walk, Tom. Question for all of you. How mm -hmm. many of you have a uh, filter in your pipe right now? I do not have I it. Do. I do. Because you and I had a discussion the other day mm -hmm. about no, I what not. the effect the filter has 
and I bought a new pipe and I smoked it without the filter. I put it in and I took it out immediately. So but yeah. a lot of people smoke with filters in their pipes. So Dan, I know you have a lot of experience with that. Yeah. What does that do to, to the pressure to smoke? So the the filter does a couple of things. One, it makes the draw a little bit tighter, and some people like a tighter draw. And that's one way to do it. And um uh, another thing that the filter does, of course, is it absorbs a lot of the waters, the tars and things that are coming up uh, into the bowl. So it, may, it makes your mouthpiece a little bit easier to clean. It um, uh, keeps gurgling from happening because a lot of that moisture, you know, smoke is what? Water, really. And so that um, filter will absorb all of that so you're not dealing with that so much. It also... Uh, well, because the smoke basically has to go through the filter to get to you, it's going to cool it off a little bit. So the smoke is cooler, which means it's going to taste a little bit different. You're going to experience it a little bit differently. And um, some people really like that. Um, I know over in Europe, they really like that tighter draw out of the pipes. <clears throat> and so one of the things you see when you buy a new Savinelli um, pipe, for instance, is that they have a little what's called a uh, adapter in there that changes the chamber in the mouthpiece from a nine millimeter, which could use a filter, to a three millimeter, which doesn't use any filter at all, but it tightens the draw. And one of the reasons that's in there is is because there are some countries where that's what's preferred, so it's it's left in there. But it, it really does, it, you know, and Tom and I, you know, we're, we're smoking this Saturday at Pipe Club, and he bought a, a new Savinelli Christmas pipe. Great pipe, by the way. Beautiful pipe. Gorgeous, gorgeous pipe. And he tried it with it, without it, and then with it again, without it again. He, you know, did it, you know, and, and um, it, was, it was dramatic for him how he experienced the tobacco and the the kind of draw he was getting and he really determined that the that that was not for him the the um and uh, you know but something else that uh, he shared too was he's kind of learned to smoke at a pace where he doesn't really ever have to worry about the pipe getting too wet you know and that's that's something that you know pacing yourself does too if you're smoking really really fast because smoke again is mostly water you're going to be building it up in there and so if you're taking your time a little bit for that to burn off and to come out naturally or for the wood to absorb it you're not going to have that gurgling problem in a pipe that makes sense because i think when um when dan when you had first introduced me to pipes for the first three months exclusively i'd kept that filter in mm. and that's when i was getting a lot more of those unique flavors you know mm -hmm. grandma's cabin in the woods <laughs> And um, I taste balsa wood. I'm not really sure why. <laughs> oh, wait, there's balsa wood in here. <laughs> so, yeah, I get, a, I get it a lot more boldly now mm. than I, I've been smoking the last so year. So you prefer so. it without, this, the, without Honestly, the filter? I think I prefer both. I, I, prefer I like both. that there's no tight draw without the filter, mm -hmm. but I, do, I did enjoy the variety of flavors I was getting and how, how different it was. It's interesting to try it out it both is. ways yep. and, and see how I like it, it changes. I like it both ways. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Uh, all the things that could be said, <laughs> but Pastor Padron will refrain from making any right. nasty comments. Um, very, very good. Now, what I'd like to know from from people here what what has been so far this year your favorite pairing? Oh yes. on the show. Yes, Ooh. I'll I'll start for for me. It was the Monkey Forty Seven Gin with Samuel Gawith's Best Brown pipe tobacco it was so good in fact that that's what talia is having tonight yes sir she's the the one uh outlier in the group mm -hmm. she's not so if you're wondering why i didn't ask her what she thought of sunbear it's because she's not smoking it but you know what i'm the rebel she brought a 150 dollar bottle of avion <laughs> so uh, you know she can smoke what she wants <clears throat> you know now what do you think of that pairing well, you know, what's funny is I was talking about how the cigar is bringing out the citrus notes. Mm -hmm. The pipe tobacco is bringing out the floral notes for me. Mm. So like the lavender, mm -hmm. the hamamil, uh, sorry, the hamamil, hamamil, the hamamil, the hamamil, chamomile. We call it hamamil in my house. It's uh, chamomile, I suppose. Uh, but those more like florally qualities of it. So it's so interesting. You know, I'm always amazed at how the pairings affect the taste mm. of the liquor and vice versa so the pipe tobacco in this jit i mean it's incredible like it the tobacco itself while i'm smoking it is is bringing that spice back to my palate mm -hmm. but within the gin the floral is coming out a lot more than the citrus this time yeah i really found that the the pipe tobacco made you want to drink the gin mm -hmm. it's which almost then richer. made you want to smoke the pipe tobacco again. Right. And it just, it, so both were enhancing mm -hmm. each other. And it was really, really intense. Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't think the gin could taste like any more, you know, rich and flavorful than it did. But my God, with the pipe tobacco, you're just like, wow, you're exploring flavors that I never really noticed before. Yeah. They were both playing off each other. Yeah. There's no question about Absolutely. it. And I, I second what, what Pasta said too. That was my favorite pairing so far this mm -hmm. year was the... Uh, uh, Best Brown Flake and the Monkey 47. It mm -hmm. was phenomenal. Bree, do you remember any kind of pairings you had this I year? I do not, no. so it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I remember the experience, and I remember why I liked this pairing, but it was so long ago. I think it was back towards the beginning mm -hmm. of our Not Just Blowing Smoke days. Um, and I believe that was one of those unicorn situations where both our cigar pairing and our pipe tobacco pairing was on par mm. completely on par um and i i believe our verdict on both of them was that each note from you know the selected either cocktail or bourbon mm -hmm. i know it was one of those two um and the pipe tobacco and the cigar worked in a way where one of them was more powerful alone and the other was milder alone and when you put them together they made like the perfect medium bodied pairing. Mm. So for whatever reason, it, it seems that those perfect pairings were the ones where separately one is more powerful than the other. Mm -hmm. And then they come together and they just kind of blend in a way that works. Like peanut butter. And I have and no chocolate. idea which one it was. It was so long ago. Dave, what about you? My favorite pairing was I can't remember what we smoked, but I remember the drink. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that was the penicillin maybe oh. it was that it was the joie de vivre from cornell and deal that was just the age that was an age tobacco episode yep 
that was an English blend pipe tobacco and, and penicillin. That was the first time we were on the show when we drank. We drank it and then immediately asked Kendra to bring down another <laughs> round, yeah. which, of course, you know we paid for. And then after the show, went up and had a third. Yes. <laughs> after the show, it was it was amazing how that uh, how that went. Nick, what about yourself? For me, it was um, with Kurt when we had that aged VSG that time we had you on the show. With uh, we had Barcelona rum was mm-hmm. the first one. Mm, that and was good. That was unbelievable having that cigar at that. The age of that cigar was it fifteen years old, Kurt? Yeah, just about. Yep. The the cigar was unbelievable, and then to have that rum with it was just just absolutely hands down incredible. That was probably one of the best pairings um, that I've had on the show or in my thirty six years of living. <laughs> that would probably be no brown nose in nothing, man. That was completely unbelievable to have those two. It was such a great, great pairing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a close second would be uh, Paul's Gin. Paul's Gin. Oh, the, uh, the Hendrix. The right? Hendrix. That, that was a good drink. That I was enjoyed. Dave's favorite one, yeah. too. That, was, that, that turned me on to gin, man. Actually, I don't know yeah. about um, you guys, but I've been on a gin kick lately, and I tried the Hendrix Midsummer, and that stuff is phenomenal. I haven't so, had the midsummer. I've the been midsummer, to try it. it it has such an intense floral note to it, but it's mm-hmm. not a disgusting floral note. Mm-hmm. Um, I I found that I can just sip it straight up on the rocks with a lemon, and mm. it's perfect just the way it is. That's awesome. Yeah. Do we have that at the bar? Um, no, not that specific. It's limited edition. So it's there's edition. yeah, that one I believe the um the Luna. The Luna. Yeah, they have like two limited release blends right now that I'm in love with. <laughs> I've been wanting to try the Luna. I didn't, yeah, that one I didn't try yet, but the the Midsummer's really good. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, What about, you know, here here we are, you know, kind of celebrating our second year doing this. What have been some of your favorite moments or episodes or maybe episodes that you think are best forgotten? (laughs) 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 <laughs> well i'll i'll i actually have two yeah okay so my probably i would have to say my favorite episode of all time was last summer uh it was called long-standing favorites um it was when we did the mj12 yeah. with the smoke show but that really wasn't why it was so memorable is because we just started to go down these conspiracy rabbit holes Ooh. off the cuff because MJ12 with the Lugioni is yeah. kind of like a, you know, if you know anything the about Dion, the Majestic and... 12, and we talked about the history of that, and, you know, Dion Giolito is more of a conspiracy kind of guy anyways. Mm-hmm. But we just started going one by one down these all, and, and our conversations just turned from cigars and pairings to <laughs> the latest in conspiracies <laughs> yeah. and what we believe in, don't believe in, and all this stuff, and... I just thought it was just, you know, nothing was planned, and right. and it was it was such a great uh, conversations we were having. I think that was my all time favorite. But this year, I would say my favorite episode was when we did we did it with uh, Husto Aurora because mm. he's such a warm, genuine guy. Uh, mm. You know, with the Aladino line, 
just you know, and he was he introduced uh, the uh, the vintage uh, Toro and Elegante uh, cigars, which were just phenomenal. And we had a great conversation with him. And Tally was on the show with us that night. Um, so that, that was probably my favorite episode this year. He was a great guest. A great guest. Mm-hmm. Just that was a lot of phenomenal. Fun. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, my, my favorite episode this year was Kurt's Vault. Mm. Um, that was a fantastic episode. You want to, you know, get in, into collecting and know what's out there. I mean, Kurt brings this little cardboard box with him and puts out these cigars from... 10, 15, 20 years ago, and you're like, ooh, that's really cool. And then he starts bringing out stuff from the, the 30s, <laughs> you know, and, you know, all this really old 724 stuff. And it was just, it was, it was amazing. And, you know, we smoked these Ashton VSGs that were in this little five pack case. And, um, you know, like Nick said, they were about 15 years old, I think. Yeah. And, um, it that cigar was so good and i like vsgs i think it's a good cigar you, you want a good cigar get a v- this was an amazing cigar yeah mm-hmm. now you had to wait 15 years for the good cigar to become amazing but it was it was amazing yeah it was and to to see how that aging affected the tobacco and how the box it was in the cedar box yeah. affected the tobacco was out of this world. I was it was, mad at, I it, was, was mad it was a it was a fantastic fantastic show. I was mad at Kurt for that because uh of course everything would, else Dave. everything else sucked after that. <laughs> <laughs> for a while, for a long time. You know. I also I also really liked what we did last week with the soft flame lighters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun. We uh, we did a experiment. You know, you've you've heard people say this. You know, I'm a big soft flame lighter guy, and so we did a we did a uh, show last week. You know, are soft flame lighters even relevant anymore? You got your torches. You know, it, you don't really need any kind of special ability or, or or talent to use them. You just pull the trigger and aim the flame where you want it to go, and it goes. Um, you know, so why even why even think about using a match or a soft flame or, or, or whatever anymore? And one of the things I often hear people say is, you know, it takes so much longer to light a cigar with a soft flame than it does a torch. And so we did an experiment, and we recorded me lighting a cigar with a torch mm-hmm. and then lighting a cigar with, you know, a soft flame lighter. And you know what? It took exactly the same amount of time not one second longer to do it and it was it was just seeing that and 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 putting that out there i really enjoyed i really enjoyed seeing you know showing that um both of these things take the same exact amount of time to do so if you don't want to use soft flame lighter that's your you know preference Mm -hmm. but don't say it's because it takes so much longer to light it it doesn't it takes exactly the same amount of time. Slow and steady wins the race. <laughs> yep. So I enjoyed that. That was good. Nick, what about you? You have any episodes that you're like, uh, I wish we had not done that? No. I love I love doing the show. I love doing every episode. The show is um, great. The show is amazing. <laughs> the best show the best show on uh, Apple Podcast. 
Uh, my favorite one was when we had Charlie Moore on. <laughs> it was the Charlie Moore show featuring not just blowing smoke. Yeah. Uh, I would look at it. It was yep. it was fun. It was amazing, and you know what I mean. It was a chance to kind of hear his side of the, his story and yeah. tell his story and his character and everything. Because you know, being in Londonderry, we get to see him once in a while. He'll pass through the shop, and we'll say hi, and you know, we'll be with customers and stuff. And he seems like a really awesome guy, but we never really have a opportunity to kind of you know yeah. talk to him so with him on the show and him telling his story and his cigars and being friends with kurt for so long and his you know his attitude and his persona and his character and everything was just on you know on the show and mm. it was awesome we didn't have to do anything and no spoken we, with him and we really did just <laughs> it was it, you know him him being on the show is just it was awesome to have him there my he, favorite part was watching kurt fade into darkness <laughs> <laughs> with the background <laughs> yeah you you had this you had the you were you were up at the lake house you had this incredible mm-hmm. stun set going on behind you yeah. which looked awesome until it went down and then you were backlit. <laughs> it was just the silhouette. Just the bearded silhouette going back and forth. You know, like, yeah, Charlie, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, Charlie's great, you know, as a guest. It's like, you know, all you have to do is come up with, a, you know, two or three questions, and you got 90 minutes of content. Because yep. <laughs> yeah. he just keeps going and going and going. He's like the Energizer bump. He does, man. It's a great show. That was yeah. my favorite show. That was good. Um, <laughs> anybody else want to add to that? No, I I pretty much concur with Paul. Mm-hmm. You know, that was definitely those were my favorite episodes as well. Yeah, mm. I had a lot of fun on that episode too. I mean, it was my Good Friday because I so I couldn't stay the whole yep, time. Yeah. <laughs> but while I was there, it was so much fun. I mean, we all had such an organic, you know, conversation going. It was it was all very natural. Our conversation and back and forth. So I had a lot of fun doing that mm. episode. I feel like that's one really like interesting aspect of podcasts. You know, it's like, you know, you're you're gathered there for one purpose, um, and it kind of speaks to the testament of the experience of like smoking pipes and cigars. Because mm-hmm. sometimes it is about getting together and having a good conversation and just kind of re- reveling in the moment. You know, sharing jokes, laughing, <laughs> and kind of having that community experience. So I think that those episodes are really golden. They're mm. they're just completely pure. Yep. Yep. Now, some of you may be wondering, why is Dan smoking two pipes? <laughs> that is because um, we happen to have here at Twins, probably the only place in the country, because we've mis- it. misplaced a box of uh, last year's Sun Bear. Mm-hmm. And um, so one of the things that's really interesting with this is the first year this came out, it was uh, 4,500 tins. That's not very many for the earth. You know, the second year it came out, it was 8,000 tins, you know, and sold out just as fast. And um, this year it's a $10,000, I have $10,000, 10,000-tin <laughs> run. But the difference between both of these is that the first two uh, runs of Sun Bear, the blender for Cornell and Deal, their head blender, Jeremy Reeves, he actually has a bee farm of his own and he used his own honey in the blend and this year they used a different honey they used the black locust honey from maryland and so this is there's a major difference here and so i'm smoking last year's 
in this pipe and this year's in this pipe. And it's going to be different, I, I think, because, you know, this is a year old. This has been aging for a year. And so the Virginias have had a chance to ferment a little bit longer and they're going to get fruitier. They're going to get a little bit spicier. Um, but for me, the uh, year old blend, I can taste the honey a lot more in this blend. And in the black locust, it's more in the background. And to me, I appreciate this a little bit more because I think it's more of a subtle blend. I think the honey is used better in this blend than it is over here because it's more like here I can taste all the components pretty clearly over here. In this one, it's much more difficult to pull things apart. And so I think that he's, in this year's blend, has... Uh, gotten a little bit more complex and a little bit more balanced. I don't know if anyone else is smoking both here. They're both here, but um, so far that's my take. Hmm. Now, we had a big party here earlier, and lots of people came to the party and then left <laughs> instead of watching the <laughs> podcast because we you know we start at eight o'clock. I mean, we go we go kind of late. Um, but uh, one of the things that we had. Uh, to eat at the party was chili that I made. And, and Dave asked me to make the chili. Yep. And, You're welcome. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's a chili that I have, I've entered into contests before and it's done very well at and everything. And it's, I don't like a real hot, spicy, in your face chili. I like hot, but I want to be able to taste what I'm eating too. You know, I don't want to, I don't want whatever the hot is to be burning my face off <laughs> so that I'm crying and not being able to enjoy the food. So with my chili, it's like, oh, this isn't that hot. And you eat a bowl, maybe you eat two bowls, and then you realize, ooh, this is kind of hot. Um, you know, so it builds mm -hmm. on you. It's like this smoldering, sneaky. sneaky kind of heat. I like sneaky yeah, heat. Yeah, sneaky heat. Not slap me yeah. in the face, bitch slap me kind of heat. Uh -huh. I don't need that. All right. Now that said, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of people told me I got lots of compliments on the chili. Yep. What is the hottest thing you've ever eaten? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll guess I'll go. So I need gas money one day. And oh, I, uh, right. I thought it'd be, I asked, uh, or, I guess there was someone upstairs at the bar who had a, yeah, who had a um, Carolina Reapers, and Kendra bet me twenty bucks that I wouldn't eat one. So oh. I got to fill up my gas tank because I ate one, and for the next six hours, I was, <laughs> and that was a podcast night too. So <laughs> during the podcast, I was just, uh, I had like this fireball that was just like moving its way around my intestines and stuff and i had to cannibalize like a whole package and a can of peanut butter and of crackers to, to to finally get it down about halfway through the podcast but yeah that was the, the hottest thing i ever had in my life uh second to that was when we were growing up uh you might remember clyde chappie yeah his chili that was that was hot stuff that was uh that's what started my love for hot food was this guy's chili i remember being like a little kid and just 
starting to eat a bowl of it and literally crying into the bowl <laughs> and, and just keep eating it because it was just like the most amazing experience I'd ever had in my life. And for like the, until that, amazing. it was pretty much all. Oh, ouch. <laughs> and until I had that Carolina Reaper, there was nothing that I had that was had been that hot. So it, mm. it was amazing. What about you, Brie? Do you like hot stuff? Okay, so I am not a glutton for punishment. Um, <laughs> and so my, my mom's side of the family is Jamaican. So obviously... Jamaican. Yes, Jamaican we, we, we come from a spicy culture. So spicy culture. I, growing up, I was always the kid where I was like, is this spicy? Like, how spicy is this? Because I'm not eating it if it's spicy. <laughs> They'd always be like, you're Jamaican. You're supposed to like this stuff. But um, yeah, so I've never really purposefully eaten something that is so spicy that I think I'm going to lose my mind. So like everything I no, like nope. Everything that I've eaten that's <laughs> spicy is in moderation with the exception of one time that I got um, some kind of like chili Mac from somewhere. And I got a bite of like one pepper that was just floating around in the dish that burned my mouth for like the rest of the, <laughs> o- <laughs> the entree. Oh my goodness. So yeah, <laughs> nope. Won't do it. Paul. Yeah, I actually uh, made the mistake one time of going to a uh, a chili fest at Mount Sunapee about four or five years ago, and the first instead of, they had about maybe thirty chilies to to taste, and the first one I had, yeah, here I was, I thought I I thought I could handle pepper. it all. It was it was it, it was made with ghost pepper, Ooh. and uh, it 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 set my mouth afire, and I spent the next thirty minutes downing anything i could get my hands on to drink to put out the flames and it ruined me for the rest of the day uh, beer so no beer does not work no there was no there was no bread there was no milk no milk no bread nothing there it was just water or soda and yeah neither one will work so they would have called me an ambulance yeah it was it just knocked me out i was done for that day catch me at the icu or dash some wonder bread or something oh my god yeah that was it Talia, what about you? Have you ever had anything hot that's, like, outrageous? Yeah, so, well, my cousins and I, of course, like, growing up, you realize, wow, I really like spicy foods here, like, making food spicier and spicier and spicier. Mm, Well, we got on this, like, guacamole kick. So, (laughs) we're teenagers at this point, high school age, and we think, all right, we're going to actually make some spicy guacamole this time. Uh, I know a bunch of Greeks making guacamole. I don't know what the hell we were thinking. (laughs) Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. So we've got jalapenos, habaneros, and whatever those little Thai red chili peppers are because we're monsters. So we chop all those up raw and mix them into this guacamole. So we're eating it and we're like, wow, this is really good. And all of a sudden we're just like, nope, this is not really good. And our like sweating, red faced, mouths on fire just horrible and ended up chugging like a gallon of milk between the five of us it was just (laughs) terrible taught us a lesson about raw spicy peppers nope very true yep 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 that was college for me i mean this chili that i make you know in in college the whole goal was to make it as hot Mm -hmm. as you possibly could yeah and it was always made during no flush week (laughs) <laughs> that's we never made good. it my my dorm never made it through no flush week <laughs> yeah with that chili it doesn't sound it like a just, good time man it just cleaned you out oh my i bet God. it did yeah 
<laughs> now, uh, what about what about you, Nick? I bet you have a good hot spicy story. Uh, I do. I had uh, I was working in Methuen at the time, and uh, my coworker threw his own hot peppers, and everybody was having one, and everybody's like, "No, it's not that hot. It's not that hot." And I had one, and it was right before the end of my shift. And the last half hour was absolutely miserable. I don't know what it was, what he gave me, but I ate it. And at the time, I was riding my ZX-10 on my motorcycle at the time. And I rode from, and it was, my mouth was so hot, riding on 495 mm -hmm. from Methuen to Haverhill, exit 51. I had to drive with my visor open. And my mouth opened because it was just, <laughs> it was so hot. It was so hot. It, I was doing like 70, 75 with my visor open and my mouth open. That would have been such a great viral video. It was, <laughs> we didn't have any iPhones at the time back in there. Really but it was absolutely miserable. The next day sucked. And it was just bad. That was the worst experience. I'll never do anything like that again. Nope, nothing. No, nope. no way, no way, no how. No, it did not. No, <laughs> surprisingly, a couple bees, you know, a couple fireflies, you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, my mouth was on fire. Nothing. Milk, beer, whiskey, bourbon, tequila. Mm. I went down the line. I had Kahlua, had Bailey's. I had everything. Milk. What Water. kind of alcohol can I Nothing. drink to cool it off? I went, through, oh. I went through everything that I had at my house. Everything. Kool-Aid. Oh, coconut water, the whole nine, and it just oh, did not God. do All anything. All you needed was a biscuit. I mean, I probably, yeah. yeah. I didn't have any biscuits <laughs> at the time. Bread. Bread. I, I don't know. Cereal? I don't know. I was in, like, I was in a daze. I, I don't know what's going on. I didn't know what was going on. It was the, just the best, pure pain. The best hot story I have, actually, I didn't eat it. But my daughter. Oh yes, did. this is awesome. And <laughs> I <love> this. <laughs> she was she at the time. This is several years ago, but she was into this YouTube show, Good Mythical Morning, and these guys did a ghost pepper eating challenge, and oh. she wanted to be a YouTuber, and wanted to do a ghost pepper challenge YouTube video. So I don't know why, but she got into this blue spandex bodysuit and had her friend Liam and her younger sister uh, Rachel who now goes by Ray and they bought these ghost peppers and gallons of milk and gallons of ice cream and they explained that they were going to do the ghost pepper challenge they were all going to eat it together and what happened was maggie actually ate the ghost pepper the other two faked eating the ghost pepper <laughs> oh. but even faking eating the ghost pepper the other two were so overcome they started to cry <laughs> snort barf you know and and Ugh. So Maggie is really going at it because she ate the whole thing and she's burping and belching and her eyes are watering and she's trying so hard. And then she's grabbing the ice cream like with her fist, the heck with the spoon. And she's just putting it up to her face and, and chugging the milk. 
And and I said I said to her, I'm filming this. Remember, said, Maggie, Maggie, tell me what do you taste? What is what is going on in your mouth right now? And she looks at me, and there are tears streaming down her face. <laughs> and she says, I taste fire. <laughs> yeah, you would. Yes, you would. Uh, it was just priceless. <laughs> and to this day, she doesn't like hot food anymore. <laughs> She didn't even, even this, this chili she thought was really too hot. All <laughs> set. <laughs> you know. So, um, you want to do a little uh, would you rather question? Or you rather. Boy. As, would you rather? This is, this is a, uh, an interesting question. This involves everybody. Mm. Okay. And, and so first, first with us, I suppose, um, would you rather go back to the normal way we do the episode, you know, kind of a closed room, you know, just stream it? Or do you want to do a live audience again? I like the live audience, honestly. Yeah. I, I think it's, I mean, it's it's interesting, of course, just being in the room, like talking to a screen or whatever, but... It, it kind of brings a new element of um, personality and interaction when you have people sitting in front of you, familiar faces or not familiar faces. You know, it mm -hmm. makes it kind of fun. Dave, what about you? I like it either way. Yeah, I think it's fun. Well, you're an introvert. You'd rather <laughs> nobody be here. <laughs> yeah. You'd rather be in a soundproof booth just by <laughs> Yeah, he's looking at Kurt, watching him going, you know. <laughs> My God, am I fired? <laughs> yeah, basically, that's what that look means. <laughs> I'm, I'm fired. I'm not fired. I'm fired. I'm fired. <laughs> Paul? No, I would absolutely have a live audience again. I'd like to have uh, you guys come out more often, and uh, it just it keeps things loose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, we're, you know, we're just, you know, it feels like we, I mean, even though we have a little bit of a structure here, we're you're keeping things loose, so keeping things, you know, just, you know, pound around having and, four fingers of Avion 44. Well, that may have, that may have <laughs> <to do> it. <laughs> the reason for my bladder crisis. <laughs> what about you, Talia? Yeah. You're, you're on the show often enough where you actually have a voice in that. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to have other people to talk to than just each other, I guess. But... <laughs> just you guys. Um, maybe if we do this more often, maybe the audience, we've had a couple, you know, a few people asking questions, but maybe they'd get a little more comfortable coming up and mm -hmm. asking more questions mm -hmm. the more we did it. Yeah. Yep. You know? Yep. Um, so if you, if you guys had live audiences more often, maybe you'd have even more people coming up and asking questions mm -hmm. and more. It's possible. Yeah. It's possible. Maybe Kendra would even stay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nick, Nick, what about what about you? Uh, I like the live audience. Why? I like the structure. Um, it's nice to. I guess it's nice to see people watching us versus thinking about people watching us. <laughs> what, 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 I can really see the. It's like automatic feedback. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I can see the reactions and Tom and Adam. I, I, I can see their reactions and we can kind of feed off of it. You, you know what I mean? You can see their eyes glaze over. I could, yeah. <laughs> I could see people start walking. Oh, okay. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, you know that that immediate feedback from the audience. You know what I mean? I like I like that. It's 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 an awesome feeling. Yeah. So now, w what about you guys? 
Is this something that you enjoyed or would you never come back? <laughs> <laughs> Even without the food? <laughs> both, both, both. You come back for more food, more chili. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Now, what's, what's our uh, final verdict here on the Sun Bear Black Locust before we head out? Um, I'm totally enjoying the Virginia in this, but the, uh, uh, the fact that there's Orientals in it this time. I love Orientals and the way the uh, the retro hail is mm. very floral. Um, I think that's been uh, amplified a little bit by the by the pairing. Mm. Uh, I've been very happy with this side of the pairing. No complaints here. Mm. What about you, Bree? It's like a bead of honey. A bead of honey. Um, yeah. No, I got a lot of spice um, about halfway through the bowl, and it's mm. really started to mellow out. And I found that when it did get spicy, if I took a sip of the tequila... Um, it wouldn't douse the fire completely, but it would bring just the right amount of the mm -hmm. floral notes to those lighter mm. sweet honey notes. Yep. So, so very good pairing. Yes, I'm enjoying it. Yep. Paul, what about yourself? I feel the, uh, the, the Avion helped to amplify the spice for me, and I really like that. It did mellow out after a while, but you just have to take another sip of the Avion to get that nice spice, too. And the retrohale was really, really uh, spicy and, and smooth and good. Did you like? Did you like it? Oh, did you I like the, the um, Sun Bear? I did very, very much. Yeah, I thought it was a nice woody, earthy uh, sweetness. That little mm. cocoa was there in the beginning. It kind of mm. subdued yeah. towards the end. But yeah. I really, the spice to me was the most memorable part. Talia, what about you? You're, you're smoking something else. But mm. <laughs> you like, do you like uh, the no. Buster Brown Monkey 47? Pairing? I do. I love it. Those floor, like, I'm not typically a floral kind of person i usually like the, the floral no, notes you're not gins. that kind of girl no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in this i'm i'm really into it that monkey 47 gin like i said i mean it's a lot of different flavors that you don't really notice until mm. you're smoking the pipe tobacco with it yeah. so i really enjoyed it uh, i'm glad you enjoyed it like paul and i did mm -hmm. uh nick what about yourself excellent excellent it was excellent <laughs> Um, no words needed. No words needed. Floral notes, um, sweetness, nice little, uh, like Paul said, the chocolate note was in the beginning and then towards the end of the bowl, which I finished my bowl and my drink, so I had to revert back to the first pairing, um, <laughs> which happens a lot here. I was just um, going to say, I can't believe there's a pill <laughs> that, that happens a lot with me. Um, but both pairings with the, with the tequila was just fantastic, man. Mm. All right. Well, there you have it. Mm. Now, next Monday on Not Just Blowing Smoke, 8 o'clock um, on Facebook and YouTube, Kristoff's uh, own Jared Trudeau is going to Skype in with us as we look at Kristoff's TAA cigar for this year, the Woodlawn 685, which is going to be really, really great. And Jared is also a pipe guy. Mm, so I'm thinking he's going to be sticking around for our pipe tobacco, and we're going to be looking at Peterson's Deluxe Navy Rolls, mm. which is a really, really good Virginia Perique blend. But uh, I am very grateful for everybody who came out today to help us celebrate our second anniversary, and even more grateful for those who suffered through the entire show with us. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> hope we see you all back next week. And that's not just blowing smoke, people. Stay smoky, Stay smoky. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke. 
the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at NotJustBlowingSmoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Rolling with the top down, smoking on a fat cigar.